Hey guys, and welcome back to an all new episode of Skydive. I'm your host, Skyliner Shower Langstaff, and I'm happy that you're here. Uh, first, I did want to apologize about how long it's been since I've posted the last chapter, but I have the next couple chapters out, so here's to hoping you guys enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy what comes next. Chapter 4 Raven. For a moment, I'm captivated by the view of this cabin. Everything is so welcoming. From the scented candles all around the room to the throw blankets layered over the couches, it is clear to see that I am not the only one of us enjoying the view and feel. I can see Tess stopping to smell every candle in sight. They all smell like sweet, delicious treats. If we light these, I'm gonna be so hungry. And with that, we all finally agreed on something. Eat first and then we will give Allie what she wants. So, how do we choose who sleeps where, Tess said. We stopped to think, then started running towards the rooms to choose beds. There are two rooms. One room has two twin beds. One has a queen-size bed. The girls agreed to take the room with the twin beds in them. Ellie and I just stopped to stare at each other for a moment before he broke the silence. I'll sleep on the couch. And for some reason, that statement kind of stung as he said it. It's not that I wanted him to sleep in the bed with me, but something about the way he didn't even hesitate to say that he was willing to sleep on the couch away from me. If that's what you want. I said that which is much, with as much of a smile as I could in my tone. After, after a few small arguments while eating a pizza, we finally agreed to let Allie take the win and venture over to the boys' cabin. We went to get into the car, but Allie starts walking towards a trail leading to a cabin not too far away. Not only did she fail to mention that they would be here, she also failed to mention that the cabin they were staying in was within walking distance from our cabin, which seemed very well thought out considering the fact that she insisted on finding the cabin. In an attempt to keep a smile on my face, I was continuously repeating to myself, that it's my birthday weekend and there is no reason to let something so small become such a major issue. Tess was unusually quiet for someone that always has something to talk about. On our way over to the cabin, which is unfortunate because I was really relying on her conversational skills to get my mind off being upset with Allie. I try to keep my frustration to a minimum because Elliot and I have been wanting to come to this spot for a while. I tell myself that I should be grateful and appreciative of the opportunity to be here with my friends, live in the moment. It was so insanely obvious that Elliot was upset with Allie that she doesn't need two people visibly mad at her right now. As we walked up to the door, we heard laughs coming from inside the cabin. Well, this is a good sign. At least we know that we will be having fun. The boys answered almost instantly. We didn't even walk up the last stair before Easton was swinging the door open. He and Alex were waving us in as if they had been waiting on us to join for the party to get started. Once inside, we could see that they had an eventful evening planned. On the kitchen table was a tub filled with unknown liquid and multiple different slices of fruit. Some form of jungle juice was my assumption. Before we had the opportunity to step inside and breathe, Easton was offering us drinks. Witches brew, 
is what we're calling it. Basically, it has everything you can think of. And then if you're feeling adventurous, get a cup of witch's brew, add a shot of absinthe, and we're calling it the unveiling. We all stared at him, wondering if those words really just came out of his mouth. As if he was completely unfazed, he continued. If you're feeling up to it, Alex's parents said that taking the shot would give you an insight into what the future holds for you and what your results are likely to be. We've already had our unveiling, but you guys haven't yet, right? The witch's brew doesn't have anything to do with it. It's all the voodoo behind absinthe. If you're like us, it just makes for a really fun night. As if right on cue, Elliot's older brother Wyatt walks into the room. Easton, what are you doing, man? They're basically still kids. You can't be offering them absinthe and trying to scare them. Lost in my own thoughts, the only thing my brain really focused on was the fact that I was really just called a kid. As I slowly phased back into the conversation, I heard him continue. Raven and Easton can find out for themselves what the unveiling will reveal next week. He said with an overly irritated tone. I've never seen him so upset. A few of us were so focused on Wyatt and his entrance that no one even realized that Allie was pouring herself a shot of absinthe. Before we could really react, Allie was already getting ready to take a drink when her cup dropped out of her hand. She then let out a screech because it splashed all over her shirt. We tried our best not to laugh, but ultimately, we all did. Maybe you don't want to see what the future holds. It looks like the universe really wants you to wait and see what happens, Alex said as he handed Allie a towel in an attempt to clean up some of the drink that she had spilled. In order to release the tension, I asked about any plans for the evening and if anyone knew about any of the local swimming holes. As if it was the perfect thing to say, Alex said he knew exactly where we should go. One by one, we piled into Elliot and Wyatt's jeeps. One black, one gray, then headed towards the swimming hole. I wonder how Alex knew the spot so quickly. He didn't even need to think about it. With a slightly hesitant tone. It's because his family owns a few of the cabins in the area. Allie said, and then she didn't speak much more of the ride. In an attempt to lighten the mood, Elliot pressed play and it began. Making my way downtown. Elliot starts singing as our favorite karaoke comes on. We blast loud for everyone to hear and instantly we're all nothing but smiles and we're back. Back to the mood we were all in when we first started our trip. Back to before. Before we almost hit something on the road. Before we forgot we were mad. When we were just kids meeting and hanging out on the playground for the first time. Before. When we arrived at the swimming hole, I was nearly out of the vehicle before E even had the opportunity to put his car in park. Stripping as I went before everyone had gotten out of the car, I was getting into the water. Unlike most girls our age, I've never cared about the water messing with my hair and makeup. This is because I've always had my hair in a braid when I swim and never wear makeup unless the situation really calls for it. Within five minutes, the boys were stripped down and in the water as well. We were all laughing and having a good time until we realized that neither Allie or Tess would get in the water. Allie had her legs in, sitting on the edge, but made it obvious she wouldn't be getting in further. The reasons were very different. 
Tessa hated the water. I think she nearly drowned as a child once. Usually, I would attempt to persuade her to get in anyways. I know that I am a strong and capable swimmer, but just as I thought about it, I thought about the fact that Hannah had to jump in and save me after my final lap yesterday. As if he could read my thoughts. I look up and notice why it's staring at me. I'm honestly shocked you're so ready to get back in the water again after what happened. He interjected when he noticed me noticing him. It's my favorite place. It makes me feel at peace. But I will make sure not to bump my head on anything while swimming. There should be no issues. I laughingly said in hopes that he wouldn't push the conversation any further. He offered me a shy smile that didn't quite reach his eyes, like his usual grin. And then it was as if all the sound in the world disappeared. All I could hear was the familiar sounds the wind chimes made as we arrived. And then there was nothing. Anna, the water is so beautiful. The noise it makes as it crashes against the rocks like music. The way it always follows the same pattern at any shoreline, in and out. The water recedes and then crashes into the shore. It changes color depending on how and when you look at it, from the lightest of blues to green to white. I've been sitting here for hours just watching, sitting on the makeshift beach, hugging my legs to my chest, resting my face in my knees. Anna? I was startled by the sudden noise. I didn't even hear him coming down the stairs. It must have been obvious that I jumped because he followed up with, I didn't mean to startle you. I assumed you heard me coming down the stairs. My apologies. Worried that I might sound inconsiderate, I quickly stated, oh no, it's okay. I was just mesmerized by the water. I, gu I guess I was caught in a daydream. I put a smile on my face and slowly started to get up. Within seconds, he was extending his arms out to me to help me up. Shocked by the gesture, I was hesitant at first, then let my arms connect with his to help me off the ground. His touch felt electric and warm on my skin, like it was dangerous to be this close to him, to be touching him. The overwhelming sense of danger took over me and I quickly dropped my hold of him only to realize the feeling of danger was still there. I panicked and looked into his eyes, pleading for something to feel anything else but what I was feeling right now. And then it was all black. Slowly, an image came to me, a girl sinking deep into the water. I don't know where or for how long she's been slowly slipping under. I can't seem to find the top or the bottom. There's just, there's water and this girl and I call to her, seeking her out to tell her to open her eyes, to wake up and save herself. If there is no reply or even a slightest move of acknowledgement. I must have been screaming because I was brought back to reality with the light shake and a soothing voice saying my name. Anna, Anna, he said more sternly as he repeated my name. What did you see? Can you tell me what you saw? But the words escape me. In my head, I'm screaming for help to make the images go away, but nothing escapes my lips. Well, guys, that's it for chapter four. I hope you enjoyed. Please do not hesitate to reach out. Let me know what you thought, all of your 
thoughts, ideas, questions, what's going to happen next, what should happen next. If you have any ideas, I want to hear them. Well, that's all for now. I'll hear you back from you guys next week. Bye.